husband wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. G'day, everybody. Hi. Uh, Hi. Welcome to today's podcast. Now, in the podcast, we do a round of first date feedback. <laughs> this is probably our most intense date that we've had out of all of the dates. How do you think he took the feedback? I think he was shocked. I think he was too. I like, don't I think, think he out of anyone, he did it. I think he's been the most um, self confident. Yeah, I, I don't think he's ever had anyone give feedback that's not mm. 100% nice. So for him, I think he was just taken aback. He wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And he was a great guy. No, he's a... awesome. And he, he was the one that was like, yeah, no, cool. That's fine. Go for it. Yeah. Very nice guy. But I just think, like all of us, you're never, the, the idea we have of ourselves is always different to someone from the outside looking in. Mm. Um, and there's a couple of things that happened on the date that I think, well, we all said there's one thing in particular yeah. in there that we were like, if that happened to us, we would die. Yeah. Don't think he took that on board. He, n- no. You don't think? No. 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 Definitely didn't. He could justify that one. Oh. He wasn't, yeah. I don't mm. think he realised. But I, it, a lot of people wouldn't have been annoyed at it. I think oh. a lot of people would yeah. have been understanding on it. But, mm. I, yeah, it depends. You listen to it and see how see you would feel. See where you go. Yeah. All right. So that's in there. Grant Hackett called through as well. Um, we found out that he used to be neighbours with Cody Simpson on the Gold Coast. Yep. He always gives us a little strange little gem. Just drops Grant it Hackett. like it's hot, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 yeah, I know him. Um, so we'll catch up with Grant Hackett in there as well. Um, plus, um, you will hear the clues from The Chosen One. Mm. So make sure you uh, stick around for that. Here we go. Let's roll the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Oh, g'day. It's Trady Chat Tuesday. Well, there once was a man called Scotty whose wife thought he was a hottie. He's quick on the tools, follows Abby's rules, and his mouth is a little bit potty. It's time for Trady Chat Tuesday with Scotty Too Hottie. That was a limerick this week. That was Boom. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's... oh, we can't, oh, we we can't, can't hear you, Scotty. Got a bad phone line. Hear me? No, we can't hear you. You know what? Going through a tunnel, man. the balcony. Uh, he did get in trouble oh, for swearing yesterday as well. We've got no reception in your our house. Your reception's terrible. And Scotty thinks it's because of the trees. <laughs> a little. Yeah, we got you, mate. Now? We got you. Oh, I'm outside, one leg up in the air, outside the balcony. <laughs> Works every time, mate. Every time. <laughs> yeah, every time, eh? Hey. What brings you on to the show this morning? Now, little birdie has oh. told us that you, and I, I can't believe it's true, you're going to admit that you did something wrong. Yeah, uh, You know, every now and then everyone does a little bit of a rookie move. You know, so, um, yeah, last week when I was telling you how I was pretty proud of myself coming home and hit the painting in the afternoon and into the night. Mm, yeah, because you won't let Abby help you paint either. You refuse to let her help you. She's so good at it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just so good at it. I'm very perfectionist. But anyway, so, um, yeah, condensation, people. Do not paint at night if you know it's going to be clear <laughs> night. So after I got off the phone to you, I went downstairs to check on my lovely paintwork, as you do the day after. You're mm. like, oh, let's go admire my bloody handiwork. And I went down there. <laughs> cup of coffee? Do you have a hot cup of coffee there looking at it, I just going, on the man? Did. Yeah. Yeah. And I threw that cup of coffee in the pool and kicked the walls and kicked the bloody everything. And then I um, had to start cleaning up all the paint runs all over my deck. Otherwise, <sighs> Stain the deck with white paint. Oh. Do you know what I love about Scotty though? He doesn't tell me that straight away, and he nah, delivers he bad news the like same that. way he would good. <laughs> like it's just there's a baseline. So he's like, yeah, yeah all that painting I did just um, it just ran off. I was like, what? It was just, just a complete waste of time. Yeah. Oh. And that's fantastic. That's Lovely. it. Yeah. He, the same way he'd tell me that he won a million dollars. Like it's just neutral. Like it's. And I was like, no. <laughs> 
I wish. I wish. Oh, how devastating, yeah, so, though, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. You know, it's... we've all made rookie moves. Like, what about you, Maddie? I heard on the radio yesterday we're driving the kids off to work. Um. Well, school, they're not going to work. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they will be soon, though. Um, yeah, what about you and the Maroons? You know, they better get up, mate. I don't want to see that lawn burn into a oh. South Wales emblem. Yeah, so hey? J- Jay, who listens to the show, we've been having bets about the football. He's a Blues supporter. If the Blues uh, beat the Maroons on Wednesday, uh, I have to apparently get a big uh, New South Wales logo painted onto my turf, which will also burn it, which means it will be there until spring. Oh, mate, that's a rookie error right there. Though mm. We never know, though. I think we've got good faith in the Bronx. Uh, sorry, not the Bronx. In the, uh, Queensland. The Maroons to get up, so, you know. Well, oh, and your luck, too, um, Matty. Uh, New South Wales is pretty stupid. One of them will rock up. <laughs> you know what? It's on a hill. There might be some condensation. <laughs> me, every every move I do is rookie, Scotty. That's why I pay people to do it for me. You know me. what the problem is, though, Scotty? As a builder carpenter, you need to be honest and apologise to painters because you don't think that they deserve the money that they get and you always go, no, I could do it. It's not that hard. But every single no, time no. you've attempted to paint, you've stuffed up. No, I take my hat off to painters. It's, um, it is a hard job because... You get paint runs, and my wife's been down there going, "Oh, look at these paint runs!" It's like yeah, there's big okay. chunks Settle on it. It was dark, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, Scotty? Were you annoyed at the fact that all the work you did was a waste of time, or just the fact that you did it wrong and you knew you were going to cop a mouthful from Abby? A bit of both. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, probably more so Abby going, "I told you so." The more than so. What, he wants the credit yeah. for painting, and I said, babe, I would like you to look after the kids, take them to the park, because that's Scotty's worst nightmare, mm. and I'll paint. That's fine. I would love to do it. But yeah, you know- well, I've got to took you through a bloody course, though, you know, Scotty's course, Scotty's painting course. Yeah, step one, don't, don't paint, paint when there's condensation. <laughs> 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 All right, mate, well, good luck with that All painting. Right. Always a yeah. pleasure, my friend. All right, guys, enjoy. Have a good day. All right, right mate. And a shout-out to all the painters that are going to work uh, this morning out there. The builder has said that, yes, you are worth it. It's probably the first time <laughs> the builder said that to you. Yeah, ask for a pay rise. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stab Abby and Maddie are now flatties. We're bad. We'll find out which one's going to blow the stack. <laughs> But the real estate <laughs> We're all going to move in together because it seemed like such a good idea. We go along so well. We work with each other. Why wouldn't we live with each other? Well, when we first <laughs> talked about it, we were like, wouldn't it be cool to just for a short time go back to the old flatmate days where it was a bit young and loose and fun? But we never can because we can't let go of the responsibilities as hard as we try. Mm. We're well, still going to do school pickup. Yeah, that's true. That, you know is, that I mean? is a bummer, isn't like, it? We can't just go to the pub at five o'clock and just stay there all night like I used to. And then go to the landlord. I'm so sorry, we can't afford it. <laughs> I don't have any money. But that's what we want to know. Um, landlords from hell. Because when we were speaking to our landlord yesterday, she dropped a bomb bombshell. Mm. Is there any neighbours yeah. we need to be careful of? Or? Well, to tell you the truth, we actually live next door. Oh my oh, god! No, we're out. <laughs> you, you, keep on. You, you never tell us that when we sign the lease until we bump into you and we go. Oh, no, come on. You can't have that. 
You can't have that. And that's what, because we used to live in a place where we didn't realise that there was all these different like apartments and the one at the front was where the landlord lived and mm. we didn't know that. So when we had problems, and we were pretty bad tenants because mm. we were broke because we bought cocktails. So we had to sneak out of the house without seeing him because he would ask about the rent. So when he'd knock on the door, would it be like TV off, lights off, everyone quiet? We just, we just wouldn't answer. Yeah, but it would just be trying to get out to the front of the place. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's landlords from hell or tenants. No, that's landlord from hell. <laughs> All he wants is his rent. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't his dad owned the place and he shouldn't have been out partying with us and then come around and said, I need my money. Oh, good point. If he's going to encourage you behavior. He will behavior, jump by the girls in the house. He should then... Payment enough. <laughs> Wow. Payment <laughs> enough. Yeah. But you're, well, I don't know. You see, you're the one that's going to be a little bit in trouble because you want to bring the, you want to bring your dog. Mm. Are pets allowed, by the way, Susan? Oh, absolutely not. Because mm, I might have to bring Gussie around a couple of times. Why? Well, don't Who's say that? that in front of the landlord. No, well, we'll just see. Shut up. We're looking after it for someone. That's your What are you doing? Out of a pet. You're not allowed to. Bring pets. <laughs> She's just said that. Yeah. Ignore him, yeah. Susan. Yeah, that's going to be an issue. Why do you have to bring Gussie? Because. Because boys, he's loud. Yeah. Because that's, you're missing. Are you four? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you visit him at home? Well, oh, I thought you guys wanted. No, nah, I don't it. like dog hair inside. If I'm being completely honest with you, I can't handle yeah, it. Well, well we're going to have an issue. Yeah, because dogs be up are on the couch. No, <laughs> it will not. I had a mate who rented out a uh, a house, and it was like the two story situation, and um, would live upstairs, mm. like in, up there with a couple of mates. But the person who owned the house didn't tell them that they were the people under the house. Right. So they said, oh, there's some tenants down there. And they had the opposite to you, where the landlord would try and sneak out and pretend like it wasn't them under there. (laughs) (laughs) They were hiding even though they knew they were there the whole time. See, I want to hear from people that have landlords drop in. Mm -hmm. Because that is not allowed. But it happens. They're like, oh, we're in the area. It's like, no, don't you need to give notice of 24 hours so I can pretend that we haven't had a party and I can clean up? Most of it, because you go through the real estates these days. Yeah. But if the landlord lives close by, Mm. they're always... You see them, they just slow down past the house and have a look. I had a landlord who lived in the same street as me and I didn't know the owner. And then they used to complain to the real estate that I didn't trim their hedges to the way that they liked it. <laughs> wow. Enough. Oh. I was like, I'm not going to keep them perfect. It's not my house. I go, oh, they would like you to keep it the way they would keep it. Oh, my God. We didn't like, get... We'll tell them to cross the road and, and just do it. trim them. We didn't keep, get our bond back at one place. What'd you do? Blue tack on the wall. Yeah, that'll But get they you. couldn't get us for the high heels on the soft floor because they'd just done the um, timber floor. They couldn't get us for high heels on that because it's just wear and tear, even oh. though there were stilettos at a party. So they got us for the, the wall and they had to repaint the whole house. Of course they did. The whole house, even the kitchen, even though there was no Justin Bieber poster and it was there. It wasn't a poster. It was a calendar of who should do the cleaning. Oh, <laughs> that's ironic. The irony. That's ironic. Well, you're a landlord. We're going to get a call. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we love the people that, because we were going to live in a Capalaba. We've got one there, and they're, they're great. But that do doesn't they mean they you? like you. <laughs> well, let me rephrase this. They love Scotty. Right. So, Zach in uh, Brassel, we're talking about the worst landlords. What have you experienced? Well, mine's actually kind of like the, the opposite. Mine literally never did anything. He'd, like, they, they owned like four houses in the street, um, and they used to just like drive by, but they would pick on everything that was wrong. Like if the grass was a little bit long or the trees didn't get trimmed. But if we ever asked them to do anything, never. Like there was, if anything, when we moved in, the toilets had to be filled up because 
the, plum- the plumbing was broken. They wouldn't oh. fix it. It took them four months before they fixed it. Mm. So, so you would lift the lid off the cistern and then fill it up with bottles of water? Yeah, we'd have to like get like a bucket of water to fill the top up. Mm. Um, and so that we could flush the toilet because the pump was broken. And then we were like, the pump's broken. He's like, oh, we'll, we'll replace the pump. But then he just connected it to the town water and then just cut the tank off. Took the pump. And that was it. That's an emergency, that is. That's an emergency repair. Did you not have a real estate? Were they the ones you just went directly through them? Yeah, look, they were... Yeah. 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 But imagine it's one thing, you know, when you sit down to go to the toilet and you realize there's no toilet paper, but to have to yell out to your mate to bring you a bucket of water (laughs) is a whole nother thing. Uh, 131060, we're talking bad, bad landlords. And we got Anonymous, which is always good. Anonymous, what's your story with landlords? Good morning. I'm actually a vet nurse and I used to work on a mobile vet van. We would go around to different locations, see different animals in houses, in apartments, all over the place. Funnily enough, not every landlord lets pets in, which sucks, by the way. I think everyone should be allowed a pet. But we had to, in many circumstances, we got all sorts of weird and wonderful requests so that we could keep it a secret that these guys had their pets uh, when they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. We had to park the van a few houses up in many occasions so <laughs> they wouldn't see the vet van. Uh, we, on a couple of occasions, got asked to change out of our scrubs and come into the building in casual clothes. Come in our shirts. Yep, undercover yep. vets. And absolutely. <laughs> shirts inside out, all sorts of ridiculous. <laughs> inside. Uh, there was one occasion where we were asked not to bring in our medical bag on top of all of that extra ridiculous. Wow. And we had to put stethoscopes and thermometers and all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff in our pockets so that we wouldn't get caught because the landlord either lived the next house over lived inside the building, mm. had cameras. It was all sorts of weird and wonderful. What would you say the weirdest animal you've seen for someone that's not allowed a pet and then they've got a Shetland pony or something? It's not quite that ridiculous, but we've seen lots of nice big Roshies and Great Danes chilling in apartment buildings yeah. where they shouldn't be allowed uh, yeah. a goldfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, we had a, a producer here that used to bring the cat in every um, inspection. Will, yeah. Yeah, because he wasn't allowed to have a cat and they had to go through the home in like a fine uh, fine comb to try and get all the hat, the hair, hair out. Yeah. I hated oh, that cat. I used to cat sit that Didn't cat. You? I hated it. It's one of those ones you're feeding it and it's hissing at you. You're like, well, if I don't do this, you're going to die. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Renee, what's the go with yeah. your landlord? Um, not current landlord, but last year. Um, so he lived in like a self-contained unit downstairs and kind of got the impression that he would kind of just be down there and kind of leave it to our thing living yeah. upstairs. Yeah. But he'd frequently come in the house, not announce himself. He'd frequently have girls over and use the upstairs lounge room and kitchen. <laughs> um, and just, yeah, like never announce himself. And just like he was a bit kind of like he was a relatively kind of nice guy, but he always kind of was a bit too much in your personal space. Mm. And like sometimes late at night, like me and the other housemates, we'd be in bed and he'd come up and turn the TV on and what? start watching a footy match. Or... <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. I think he was just renting out the house so he had friends. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like <laughs> it, doesn't it? Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Ran Hacker. Ran Hacker. In comes Hacker. Gold medal Australia. Yeah, how good's this? Amazon Prime Video uh, from June 12. They are going to be playing the uh, Australian Swimming Trials, and we get to see who could be off to the Olympics. This man is going to be commentating. Grant Hackett, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? And we're hoping that some people might get in. Is Cody Simpson, because I have been obsessed with this story. <laughs> he, he's in the trials for this Olympics, right? Not the next one? 
That's right. He actually qualified for these trials. His focus is Paris, which is in three years' time now, not four years as we're all used to mm. in 2024. But um, he's just been improving at such a rapid rate that I think the best scenario you can hope for here is actually making a final and, and getting really close to the top guys at these particular Olympic trials. However, come three years' time, he's a real chance. I love that you said he was serious because he was throwing up. I was like, <laughs> is that is that the limit where you train so hard that you throw up? Oh, you got to pass out next after that. So yeah. taking the first step, you've got to yep. take the next step, which is uh, getting on the oxygen. <laughs> it is a bit annoying, though. If, like, if I was one of the people who just committed to swimming and then Cody Simpson turned up and then he beats you, you'd be like, bro, you've had Miley Cyrus. You've been a superstar over in the US. You're you've got to fall singer. back. If, yeah. if, I don't, if I don't make it to the Olympics, <laughs> I am going back to the fish and chip shop. <laughs> Oh, it's, he's, he's easy to hate, let's be honest. With all of that on his CV, I think it's uh, it's fairly impressive. But, I mean, the guy's obviously a, a high achiever, so mm. he knows what it takes from a behavioural perspective mm. to, to be able to, you know, focus, you know, set his goals, be really clear on what he's doing. And he's a really nice guy. I've known, funny enough, I was next door neighbours with Cody when he was younger, mm. So, and he, we trained at the same pool. So I know his parents super well. And, uh, yeah, it's been amazing to see him come back into it. And I was talking to him last year before he actually... You know, got back in the pool properly, and uh, and I was wondering whether he was really serious about it. And mm. the fact that he said he was focused for the next four years, you know, this is obviously going back to 2020 for for Paris. I thought, okay, this guy's really putting everything on hold to to make this dream a reality. Did right. you guys play Marco Polo when you were neighbours? <laughs> no, no, not quite. I took him out on the jet ski a few times because oh, we yeah. lived on the water of the Gold Coast. But mm. uh, yeah, we didn't play much uh, Marco Polo, unfortunately. <laughs> Did we hear him on the guitar though? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Turn it I up. Could. I think we have to ask though with the situation in. Japan and they've got a bit of a second wave coming in. Do you think the Olympics should go ahead and do you think they will go ahead? Oh, look, it's it's very hard for the Japanese people what they're experiencing over there at the moment. Obviously, their COVID cases are very high and, uh, you know, there's a lot of protests going on over there. But at the end of the day, the thing with the Olympic Games is always controversy coming into it. And then once we get on the other side of it, everyone loved it. Everyone loved the performances. Everyone got inspired from from the action that they saw across all the, the multiple disciplines that you'll see. So I think right now, yeah, it's, it's, you know, with a bit of trepidation that the Olympics have been held. But I know from an athlete's perspective that they want to go there more than anything, regardless of the situation. You've put your whole life into, mm. into this one event. And the fact you've had to wait five years instead of four years, that scarcity just makes it even, uh, you know, more of a, of a need for, for an athlete to go there and compete and show what they've, they've trained so hard for. I want to ask you about Shayna Jack, who's a, a Brisbane girl, actually listens to our radio show. Mm. I feel terrible for her because she went through that whole thing um, where they found a banned substance in her body and she'd, she was found that she didn't take it on purpose. She went through the whole court process with it, but then... Asada comes back and they're trying to make her fight again. They're appealing. It's it's very, very challenging because it's such a grey area. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, the, the biggest issue is is you have to be so careful with everything that you're putting in your body. Like literally with all the protein powders, you've got to make sure that they've been put through the proper machines, that they reassure you that there's no other drugs that went through that could contaminate that particular mm. um, batch that you're using. So, you so just do you, have, to be do you so have test kits as an athlete? Do you have little litmus test kits at home so you can check stuff? Oh. or? I would literally go down and write every single vitamin that had to be taken, every single batch that you would take from companies that would reassure you that nothing else went through those machines mm. except mm. for that particular substance. So it wasn't contaminated. You had to be so strict and so diligent. I would never take water from a water bottle that was unsealed or anything like that or wow. I hadn't filled up myself. So 
you have to be so careful the whole way along because you have to own that outcome, unfortunately. Because mm. if you get caught, whether you did or didn't mean to do it, there's still going to be consequences associated with it. And mm. I don't know how Shane has dealt with it because obviously she's made an innocent mistake. But at the end of the day, you're in a, in a field or in an industry where you can't make those mistakes. Yeah. Is it true or is it a myth that you don't even go out for a steak because you don't know the hormones in it or some sort of effect? I can say that's rubbish because I've had plenty of steaks out. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one you didn't write down. <laughs> no, no, I didn't write out the steak, so I just enjoyed that one. Uh, uh, we've been told here too there's a story, and you might know more about this. Apparently the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games, Bill Gates was turned away from an after party because he didn't have a ticket. The, one of the richest men in the world. Do you know anything about this? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if you didn't have a ticket or if you didn't have ID, I mean, they're so strict and they're, they're pretty black and white with that sort of stuff. Mm. Wasn't it a couple of years ago at the Australian Open, even Roger Federer couldn't get into yes, some players there? Right. And he had to convince, pass? yes. And he's like, well, I'm playing. Like, I've won this about five or six times, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could always do the, uh, we did the parties at Sydney Olympics, but they were pretty strict with the ticketing. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But I mean, that's Bill Gates. I reckon if, you know, like a, a very attractive woman turned up and they're like, come on, let me in, they'd probably take more notice. <laughs> probably, probably, I'd say so. The thing is, Bill Gates can buy it and fly whoever he wants to afterwards. Yeah, yeah he could have bought there. a ticket. I mean, seriously, when you think about it. <laughs> Might have and been sold out. Imagine that. You go, I've got more money than I know what to do with and it's sold out. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get in. Uh, a big congratulations as well on uh, getting married in December. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was um, it was one of those things where we've been trying to, to plan all year and given the COVID situation of feeling like, and it still hasn't, never, it's never ended. I mean, I'm based down in Melbourne and we're in our fourth lockdown right now. And, yeah. um, we thought as soon as we get out of this lockdown, because we'd been in it for what, four or five months at that particular stage, that second one, we said, let's just go do it. Get a couple of our very close friends along down here. And, and it was great. It was really intimate. It was really nice. And, and we still want to do it a proper wedding where we can have our friends from overseas and all around the country. I mean, my parents are up in Queensland. Charlene's parents are over in South Australia. So it's so difficult to mm. coordinate it all. But, yeah, thanks uh, thanks for saying that. So the norm now to be at weddings and have the screens open so people can FaceTime in for the ceremony. It's a new thing. It is. It is. It's a bizarre world we're living in, but uh, you just make it work as best you can. I mean, on the upside, you invite all those weird family members you didn't want to come and pay for, so yeah, they just the watch on the screen. So you're like, well, you were invited. You were invited. Um, but so... we just couldn't make it happen this time, so sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Uncle. Can't do it. Uh, mate, well, this is going to be great, and it's so good. It's on Amazon Prime Video. June 12, it all kicks off, the Australian Swimming Trials. Um, you can watch it all live. We'll hear your commentary on there. Grant Hackett, a pleasure, mate. Thanks so much for having me on. Much appreciated. Take care. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. 10 grand. <coughs> Sorry, I thought I could hold that in. $10,000 every day. Oh, would you, oh, did Matt, you really drop your glass water bottle there? No, but I kid you not, my reflexes are off the Hold down. It's ever since I've had kids. Do you feel okay. that? Um, Doesn't work for dads or not? No, I almost caught that too. I was almost, but didn't. Because so you did, caught it. That was, that's what I'm saying. So I was quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was pretty right there. <laughs> he, he was playing in the slips, though. Yeah, so it's, yeah. you know, that was his, he was doing his job. Yeah. Um, Alpha bucks for $10,000. We'll do it tomorrow, guys. Here are your answers to make it easier. Canberra and champagne. 
Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I've got onto a new book because I'm trying to read more and by read more I mean listen to the audio version um, of books. But I was fascinated about this because I've heard of it but never really knew what happened because in AA you never have an understanding. You don't really talk about it. It's all anonymous, I guess. But personally, I've gone to different um, rehabs over the years for eating disorders and um, abuse of substances. So I never went through this. Mm. It would have been interesting if I did this program and talking about the 12 steps. And I don't know if you guys know much about the 12 steps. Bits and bobs. You've got to go around and apologise to everyone. Yeah, like there's a set 12 steps. And I was reading uh, Recovery, which is by Russell Brand, and I have seen him do stand-up. And last time I was like, oh, God, it's a bit of a different character. He's really crossed over to a different side. He's become, he's gone from, he doesn't really tell jokes these days. I think if you see him live, he pretty much, yeah, he does. (laughs) He lectures you about the world and Mm. his beliefs and things. Well, he said that he's written this book not because I think I'm better than you. I know that I'm worse. My qualification is that I'm more addicted, more narcissistic, more driven by lust and the need for power and recognition. Mm -hmm. And he's done it because he had so many abuse issues, but I didn't even realise what he'd gone through in life. Um, that he was, uh, his parents divorced when he was six months and didn't have much to do with his father after that. That would be tough. Yeah, when he was seven years old, he was abused by a tutor as well, um, most horrific way. Um, when he was eight years old, his mother got um, cancer mm. and a year later, another form of cancer. So he had to go and live with a relative. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, he, he was bulimic from the age of 15 as well. That I guess things that you didn't really know, yeah. and then had to leave age at sixteen because he a conflict with his mother's partner. Right. So he went through a lot, and not saying it's an excuse, it's actually the opposite. But you what? can understand why he became abusive to substance and things like that, trying to medicate those issues. Yeah, but he was saying that. Let's be honest, when you're going through an addiction, and this is what I'll say as well, you are so self-centred, mm. and I don't mean that in a rude way for anyone that's suffering, but your world is just so about you. Mm. You can't see out. I never saw it that I was affecting other people. It was just my world was so insular. Mm. Right. So every problem, it was always about, when things were bad, it was always about how it affected you and how it made you feel, and I just not anyone I, There was else. no one else in the world that I really considered or had sympathy or empathy for. Now I've come around full circles and now I feel for everyone. But I <laughs> like you would lie and you would steal mm. and not care about the consequences that it would affect other people. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just, did, I just didn't have it. But he talks about the steps and he puts him in his own words because I never realised how much it involves God. Mm. And that's why you might find people that go through recovery have found God because these 12 steps... Mm are about handing yourself over to a high person and admitting that you're absolutely powerful, uh, powerless. Mm. But this is him putting it in his own words. The first thing is admitting that there's a, some sort of problem. You know, so as soon as you acknowledge a problem, I think the, the possibility for change begins. And that's the hardest thing, is going through the steps, is that when you are trying to deal with anyone who's going through addiction, is they won't admit it. Mm. Yeah, they, no, I've, got a, I've got a handle on it. Yeah. I can stop at any time. Yeah. yeah, it's not really an issue. I'm still functioning. So mm. that's the hardest step for anyone to go through. There's a few different, but I'll cross over to uh, to number three, which is handing yourself over and heat, like they're saying, um, to God to take care of anything, and he puts in his own words. Three, accepting help. For me, I knew I was a smackhead. It's obvious I was a smackhead. But I came to believe from meeting people that was much worse smackheads than me who had got clean that it was possible to not be a smackhead. But I knew that I wouldn't be able to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm. Number five, which I reckon would be the hardest, which is what you said, is going through how you've affected other people. Mm. 
Step five is honestly tell someone trustworthy about how you are. None of us need carry the shame anymore. None of us need live in a pain-based identity anymore. And then get specific in step eight and actually write everyone's names. Oh, God, that'd be a shameful list, wouldn't it? Mm. And the thing for anyone, even if you didn't have addiction, if you sat down one day and wrote down the list of names of people you've wronged, mm. you'd, you'd probably find for at least five or six. They even say in it, and I was like, oh, that's clever, is it's like don't write down the list of who you think you could apologise to. Write down the actual list of every single person that you've offended, that you've done wrong by, and then try and work out if you could make it better. Right. So don't ever do if it's going to be injury to them. Right, right, like right. Like if it's yeah. going to make it worse for them, you can't. It's not about being completely, it's about really... The ones will accept it. Well, you never know, do yeah, you, until no. you try. But then uh, step 12. The 12th step is where you dedicate your life to helping other people, where we unpick the great problem of our age, self-centeredness, narcissism, obsession with self. So that's why you'll find, and I guess I never realised, that people that have gone through AA will always be about trying to help other people mm -hmm. and, and join in because that's what it's, the last step is about. Mm. Yeah, and they say with that too, you, you're never out of it. No. So you never stop finding people to help. You're constantly in the program. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I hope I've done it justice to people that have gone through it. Yeah. <laughs> well, some great points there. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. With three levels of bars and seven function spaces, the Lord Alfred Hotel on Caxton Street is the perfect place to entertain your guests. First day feedback. A date. It's a date. Imagine putting yourself in Josh's shoes. He's 27 years of age. He's a real estate agent. He's come in here and he said, yes, that's fine. You can give me some honest first date feedback. It's fine to go on the date, but then after you realise you're going to be... Critiqued. Critiqued. Mm. How are you feeling, Josh? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you I'm, I'm a bit nervous to hear what, what obviously it's going to... What's going to be said over, um, over radio, that's for sure. How long have you been single for? Um... Late October last year. Okay. While? Late October. Yeah, mm -hmm. late, late October last year. Yeah, okay. After a five-year relationship. Wow, uh, five years. Mm, that's a long time. So you haven't really time. probably had the experience of a lot of first dates. Oh, no, a few. A few? Yeah, okay. a few. Mm. Yeah. What I love about you today, and we've gone through the audio, obviously, and checked it before we put you on, I love that you were... You're being yourself, and I think there's a lot of nerves involved because there's a few things here that I think you'll be shocked by. <laughs> uh, but I think at the same time, you were in, in a first date. Do you like to try and just go all in and give everything of who you're going to be so they know straight away? Yes and no. Uh, I guess you just got to feel feel the conversation, feel the room. I guess. Mm. Yep. You know, so you don't want to give obviously too much because then you got to leave. Um, sorry. You <laughs> leave, nice um, you talk right <laughs> He came in. He had a loud voice, and now we put him on air. He's like, I'm going like to leave the room. <laughs> um, but no, obviously you want to leave enough for date number two. Oh, that's number true. Three, so. yeah, of course. That's right. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we're going to kick things off uh, here first. This is the first bit of feedback. Oh, from Makila, um, who we sent you out with. And I think this is one... Would this be one that girls notice straight away, Abs? Yeah. I, w I would say so. Yeah. All right. Here He's we go. Swear. He'd swear, and then he'd go, oh, excuse my French. I personally didn't mind. I didn't find him offensive. But if you're, if you're going to apologise for it over and over and over again, either run with it and own it, and that's how you're going to speak, or apologise and then stop speaking that way. 
Yeah, I think my mum who's listening and maybe my dad are going to wash my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing with swearing. Yeah. It can be, uh, I mean, the boys will be honest, I'm I'm a bit of a swearer, but I do know my audience. So I'm not going to, I'll swear if I'm hanging out with Maddie and Stab. Like a sailor. But but Mm. I'm saying like, I think be on your best behaviour because swearing can be quite jarring because it's still those words that stand out. So Mm. you're like, oh, are you trying to shock me? Or is this something that you're not going to be able to stop if I take you home to my parents? Yeah, fair call. Fair call? Fair call, yeah. We've actually got audio of you swearing throughout the day. <laughs> so this will give you an opportunity. You'll be, this is you sitting on the other side of the table yeah. to yourself. She is an absolute <laughs> angel. Yeah. We both had our s*** <laughs> ordered. Yeah. I was going to say, you live in Nowhere. <laughs> no offence. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the other thing there, though, too, is if you are a swearer, yeah, I don't know if you want to cover it up because then the second time, like when you start relaxing, they'll be like, yeah. oh, you, I didn't know that about yeah. you. Know, so get it out there. Yeah. Mm. I think that's what she's saying. Don't apologise for swearing if you're a swearer. Just mm. say, I, I swear a lot. Are you offended by it? And if they say yes, then then stop. But if they're like, no, nah, it's fine, rip in. I think you can tell whether they're doing it. That would be my clues. Yeah, if someone is not swearing, then don't swear. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Have you been on a date and then you thought it's gone well, reached out for a second and they've said no? Honestly, no. Oh, you I haven't? haven't? No, I haven't. Okay. Wow. Mm. All right. okay. Oh, I'm pretty happy with that. That's why I walked out yesterday thinking, hey, actually, that went pretty really, well. Really, really well. And then to hear that first of the bat thing, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that wouldn't be the last thing. Yeah, really well, the first one was swearing, yeah. which I think is quite easy to, to fix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one is, of course, you've been in a relationship before, mm. and I think it always comes up, the chat about past relationships, especially at the age. Yeah. Um, and this was McKeeley's feedback. How they treat other people, how they speak about other people is very important. The same way that he spoke about his mother, loved that. But then you go in the next breath and talk negatively about another woman who has been so prevalent like in your life. It's hard to get a judge on him and how he deals with other people and how he treats other people based on what he's given me in this date. Did you have a bad breakup with the ex? It wasn't. It was, yeah. No, yeah. It was. See, that's really hard, isn't it? It was. Because well, I did say in the day that we came back. After, you came back? Yeah, after seven, eight months, we came back and. And have worked it out? I, oh, I wouldn't say worked it out. She's in with another fella now. Okay, but yeah. We just put everything on the, on the table to say, you know. Yeah. I'll say to anything, which is what my nana always taught me never say anything bad about an ex employer and never say anything bad about an ex. Oh. Might be the case. Mm. But never say it. Very, very guilty. <laughs> yeah. Very guilty. Yeah, and it's, it's hard because there's so much hurt. No, of course. And you're being honest with it, but it, it just, it's a reflection of you, not the other person. Very true. The positive in there, though, is she loved how you spoke about your mum and your family. Mm. Yeah, oh, my mother's an angel. She's probably listening right now. She's, she, yeah, she's an absolute angel. See, that, that is beautiful. Absolute angel. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, and that's important. And I, that, I think a lot of men don't do that. Like, they don't, they're not comfortable with prob- expressing that. I probably haven't done it enough. Which yeah. is probably she's going to be saying, yeah, that's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Right, you want to know the one that nearly killed us oh, all? Not really. It's... Yeah, let's go. Okay, now this was, I think it just would have created a very awkward situation, is all. Oh. And I don't think you, you intended to, to do that, but um, let's let's hear it from Akili. I've ordered my food. The waitress has asked me first. He let me order first. That's all great. What would you like, sir? Oh, nothing for me. 
You didn't order any food. Yeah. You sat there and watched her eat a chicken schnitzel. <laughs> Honestly, that's a bad thing, but whenever I'd, whenever I'd ask you I about that, what, what you was wrong You cannot stand and watch oh, someone eat. It was for an hour, but... I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was more keen on the rum and coke to be completely honest Let's play you the moment then. This oh. is the moment that you guys ordered, and it wasn't just that you didn't order any food. This is it. Um, can I just grab the chicken schnitzel, please? Is that okay? Right. <sighs> I'm going to say no. I'm happy with rum. That's okay. Okay. That's all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> you sat there and smashed the black rats while she smashed the chicken schnitzel. No one wants to have someone watch them eat. Yeah. The whole thing about a date and you're eating is they're eating too. Because sometimes you feel, like the, the boys even say that they feel uncomfortable eating in front of someone because they don't know what they look like. Oh, I eat like I'm in prison. I creep over my plate <laughs> and shovel it in. <laughs> but you just weren't, I mean, I know you probably had meetings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, oh. I mean, look, it was it was a packed day yesterday, and then mm. to f- try to fit that one-hour slot... It was just hard work. Oh, it was, you know, and I just thought, stuff it. I'm like, after yesterday, I just definitely needed a drink. <laughs> I guess if you're going for a drink, have a drink. Yeah. If you're going for lunch, eat well, lunch. For yeah. ordering drinks, like, it did sound... This thing. I think the problem was you sounded super keen to get on the drinks. Love a lemon-lime bitters, please. Lemon yes, thank you. Anything for you? Um... I'll get a rum and coke, please. Hey. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, sure, please. You sure don't want a drink? No, I, I might. No, I'm all good. Do you fancy wine? No, I'm a rum and coke girl also. Get her a rum and coke, please. <laughs> get her a rum and coke. <laughs> get her a rum and coke. Go get, get a rum and coke. Uh, Are there things that you could take back on board, though? Um, stop swearing. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, just just order a schnitty, push it around the yeah, plate. Yeah, Don't really think... eat it. Just pretend. Oh, I mean, the way that combat that one, I, I would say you could have gone, I'm not going to get anything, but are you going to get something? Because then a that good gives, point. Yeah, gives her the point. ability to go, actually, if you're not going to eat, I won't eat either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, But yeah, she'd already ordered. She actually said to us, I would have taken it back if I could, so I didn't have oh, to sit there and, and eat. Poor from... Gilly. Yeah. <laughs> Gilly, she's got a free schnitzel. It's yeah, I was going to say, she got a free schnitzel. That's not a bad Mate, legend, good on you. Thanks you, a lot. you put yourself out there. Not a lot of people would do that, so good on you. Um, you. If you want to be a part of it, first date feedback, there is a lot of fun involved as well. Register Stav, Abby, and Matt on Facebook. Stav, Abby, and Matt for breakfast. B105. We did it. Queensland is set to make origin history next week. Townsville snatching the opening game in an unprecedented sporting coup. <laughs> Someone who listens to the show, Jay, has slipped into Maddie's DM during a football game and they always go, oh, yeah, Broncos are going to win. We want to put a bet on it. And they put a card in on. Yeah. Now, Maddie lost and Jay's gone, you know what? I-, I won better than that. Mm-hmm. State of origin. If <laughs> if New South Wales win, then you have to get on your beloved lawn because that is your prized possession. Yeah. You need to get a big uh, New South Wales emblem. Yep. But massive on there. Now, Stav and I want to say, we support the Maroons. We want them to win. Yes. But as a little bit of a sweetener for those that are crying into their 4X that night, just think about how much pain money's going to be in and you might feel better. It'd be a silver lining in an Thanks. otherwise stormy yeah. cloud. So, why? Because I'd be in more pain than the others. So yeah. my, my higher pain yeah. makes your pain feel lower. Sure, exactly. Freud. Yes, yeah. Now, let's, let's not forget to... 
the Maroons. And everyone's... They always do this, the Blues. They try and spook the Maroons by saying they've got injury woes, Ponga's not playing. They don't have what we have, Mm. and that is a Queensland heart. We saw it in Game 3 last season. Mm. You just... The, the bulldog in a Queenslander is like nothing you've ever seen. And when your back's up against the wall, especially in a stadium up there in Townsville, it's on like Donkey Kong. Absolutely. But why were you concerned that Ben Hunt was called into the camp then? Because I wasn't sure who'd been hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And but you didn't want to read any of the stories. didn't read no. the paper. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is it. But if I don't read it, it didn't happen. Good talk, though. Uh, now, Chad Bess is the owner of Best Signs. Uh, fantastic name for it. Uh, morning. <laughs> Tough, tough shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah. I'm good, thanks. Now, are you, you're the guy who at Suncorp Stadium, you do all the the, uh, the paintings on the field. We do, correct, yep. We've always painted up the logos for the NRL and whatnot. So it must hurt for you to be able to do the New South Wales one, but would you be willing to do it on Maddie's back lawn if they lose? Maroons do? Most definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different kind of paints and we'll definitely be using the more permanent. Well, that's what I, yeah, that's that's I want to chat to you about. Chad, it's because you do Suncorp and it's so important to keep the, the lawn there, the field, yep. in top condition. Yeah. Just do the opposite for Maddie's though. <laughs> Oh, yeah, really? well, just I was, I was thinking of just singeing it in. Yeah, <laughs> I like just, just burn that, some petrol. Just that <laughs> old going old school, yeah. Chad, can I ask a question? You've been doing it your whole life, and it's a family business. Do you remember yeah. when it changed? You know, you know when they were back in, when I used to watch back in the day, they were flat, and then some genius came up with that forced perspective, and they, they now look like they're standing on the um on the ground. Yeah, I think it was in the nineties or eight, late eighties or something. It was a South African. Sharply came up with the concept. Yeah, right. Are you going to do gonna one of those for Maddie? Is it going to pop? Oh, you need the camera. You need to look at it through a camera for it to the uh, perspective to work. Weird. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Now, Chad, We're I just, just going to go bold and plain yeah. for Maddie's. This. So my lawn, yes, is my favourite child. Sorry, the kids are on school drop off. I still love you. <laughs> oh, I love goodness. you all. I love mm-hmm. you all. But um, the, the thing is, it's top grade Sir Grange. Turf. Oh, we know. It's We're the here. good. It's the good stuff, mate. It's the, the good sir. stuff. So wow. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And I've had a bit of a fungal issue up the top because of all the rain that we had. That sounds so gross. Doesn't when it? You say that. Yeah, like, it's a bit of a fungal thing going on. Kids so, radio. So and I can't really. I've, I've sprayed it, but I'm not going to get it back to Mickey Mouse until till spring. So I just need you to promise me it's not going to kill the grass. It won't kill the grass. No, you'll be fine. I'm going to paint it all the. All the major stadiums with no issues. Yeah, can it kill I'm the sure grass lawn. if we request it? I mean, oh. I don't know where we're going. Can you put some round up in do it? That nasty. No, no. <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't do it. I can hear his voice. Yeah, yeah shaky. You're not concerned. But we're going to win, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. So what what's the, this pointless conversation? Chad, it's actually yeah. going to be a shame. I'm not going to get to see your work, to be honest. Yeah, because we're going to we're going to kick their asses. Well, so tune good. into the game and you'll you'll see it. We have got lads up in Townsville at uh, the moment that right. are going to do the, yeah. oh, so your do boy- the signs up there. Yeah. Oh wow, that's exciting! You don't go up there yourself and go on a bit of a junket, get on the cans. I used to, but um, yeah, I'm slowing up in that regard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, let the, let the guys go go up and do it. I always do Suncorp Stadium, but... Mm. No. Right. Sounds like you're not allowed to anymore, Chad. Hard <laughs> 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 to put the oh, brakes no, looking, on it. Looking forward to the game, but hey? Yes. yes. Yeah, 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 good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, Chad, it was nice chatting. We're probably never going to get to meet because Munster is going to be a monster. Oh, Chad's not yes. even available that day. Yeah, he's booked out. So we won't even worry about it. Great to chat to you, um, and best of luck with the future, Chad. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good on you, mate. Good on you, buddy.
Chad, Chad Best, he does all the sign writing on Suncorp. Won't be doing my backyard. We'll be good to go. Game one tomorrow night. Bring it on, Queenslander. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. You guys know that I get sucked into Instagram and what it's selling. But have you ever seen those videos of people like, as a family, we never work again and you two can just follow oh, our steps. Yeah. I just want to know what the business is. Do you ever know? The business usually is in suckers giving them money. Yeah. Like to find out their secrets. But then they tell you how, but then how do you sign up? You just, I just want to know. I was just like, and one girl that I do, do ballet with, mm. now she does it. Oh. And I've gone, oh, hey, so what's the company? She's like, you could do really well with it. I'm like, no, just tell me what it is. It's like I, usually Isogenics is a big one uh, here in yeah. Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. They're always so subtle that what's I just feel like... Ty- a triangle or pyramid, pyramid scheme? Pyramid scheme. scheme. I thought they were banned, no? They can be, yes. Yeah. Yeah. just want to know. Hard work. That'll get you rich. No, apparently you don't. <laughs> apparently it's the opposite. You're they only to... work a couple of hours and they can travel all over the world. I'm like, but you're not because borders are shutting. So what are you doing? Trying to leave us again? Thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. You never stop to try. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> Last night, my mum cooked up a beautiful pea and ham soup. Oh, love a pea and ham. Love pea and ham soup. She cooked it over two days yeah, as well. Yeah, you got a bigger ham hock in the... Oh. Ma- oh, my mum my was telling me, she said it was the best hock she'd ever found. Uh. Cooked that bad boy up. Is that a man's soup of choice? I think we'll ask maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always go with a pumpkin, but guys don't like pumpkin. I don't no. mind pumpkin, but if you've got a choice between pea and ham and any other soup, yeah. you're taking pea and P- ham. Pumpkin's an appetizer soup. See, this has got your meat, your veggie. Mm. It's, it's just a slushy meal. It's good. But we were over at mum's house having it. My sisters were there, and mum said, there's some left over. Do you want some for lunch? My sister said, I'll take it. I said, no, nah, you have it. It's fine. But then I woke up this morning, and I fully regret not taking some of that soup. Because I'm starving now. And you know what I'm fanging for? Thermos. Oh. A little flask. And, oh, I used to take it to school for lunch. I've learned a, I've learned a lesson there. <laughs> never be chivalrous. No, never be chivalrous. Well, one get time you nowhere. And look what it did. Get you nowhere. Thanks. But no, thanks. Had a man coming around yesterday to clean our bathroom tiles. And Cat uh, had arranged it, said he'll be there at one. Said, like a, a good grout clean. Yeah, a good it? grout clean. It's like, yeah, it sounds like they've got a guy coming over, over to mop. <laughs> <laughs> and then another guy's coming to do the vacuuming. You don't? <laughs> Outsourcing's good, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, after you're done there, could you do the pantry? Uh, and no. And he, Kat said he'd be there at, at um, one o'clock. And I said, that's fine. I'll easily get home by one o'clock. That's, that's, a, that's a long day at best. That'll be fine. I got home at 11.30. I walked in the back door, let Gussie in. As I walked in the back door, the front doorbell went 11.30. I mean, I appreciate being early, but that was too far the other way early. Uh, what would have been if I hadn't been home? The man wouldn't have cleaned my bathroom. (laughs) You're so in touch with... It would have been a shambles in there. (laughs) And I've got people coming over on the weekend. (laughs) Wouldn't have been able to show my face. (laughs) So thanks. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.